Good morning and welcome to another episode of Life as We Know It by Olasukomi. Um, I just want to use this opportunity to welcome those who, will, who are listening to me for the first time. Thank you very much for joining in. Um, it's been a wonderful year in quotes. Um, a lot of unexpected surprises and um it has affected me in particular in so many ways for instance i had to put my wedding on hold because of um, the current pandemic so while i was doing that um the while you know while while we are waiting for it to clear out so we can go ahead with the event um i decided to like take inventory of my journey so far of where i've been where i'm coming from and that was what brought this particular um episode on this particular episode i'll be um talking about my waiting journey this is a story that i hardly ever talk about particularly because it was for a while it was quite emotional for me and um you know it's not easy talking about it um one of the reasons why i'll be talking about my waiting journey is because um this year i've had to wait like you know when you wait and you don't know for how long something is going to happen it's like you're counting down to your wedding three weeks away and then three weeks away something just happens and there's like it's not possible for you to have wedding especially when you're in a long distance relationship um which is going to be another topic of uh, for another time how to have a successful long distance relationship but today we are focusing on my waiting journey my waiting journey is um divided into two parts my waiting journey before i found my partner part one and my waiting journey after i found my partner and what i had to do to um survive to wait during this current pandemic what it took to wait what waiting actually did for me um so let me get down to it this one will make me um give you a background of where i was coming from from my past or my previous relationship but i'm going to start from the breakup i'm not even going to go into the to it to the in depth so um in 2016 i decided that i was going to um walk away from my relationship a rather toxic relationship it was lopsided it was one-sided it was um it was exhausting it was exasperating it wasn't what i even wished for someone i don't even like you know and it was difficult for a while because i thought i had prayed and i thought that that was god's way for me but unfortunately it wasn't um and i didn't realize it on time that wasn't god's way for me one of the reasons is because i felt like i said earlier that i had prayed and i was 
show that I, you know, like God was speaking to me. However, um, I read a book or a post of um, someone, a pastor that I admire a lot. And um, he told us how we should take inventory for the year, that 2016. And I did take inventory. And one of the inventories that I took was my relationship inventory. And I discovered that there had never been such happy moments. And when there were happy moments, it was short-lived. And then the dude just ghosted on me. Like he was stonewalling me, you know. And um, I didn't know what to do for a while. I was in a fix until I sat back. And I went back to all the things that God told me about my relationship. And I discovered that it was nothing of it. While I was fulfilling that part of my relationship, he wasn't fulfilling that part of it. And that that was like it, like living in hell you know so by um august i'd actually decided that i was going to work out of that relationship unfortunately he stonewalled me again so i couldn't really you know communicate that decision to him till december um in december when i made the decision it was a tough one you know, I went for my friend's wedding and the old love atmosphere and all. And I was just like, God, why me? Why can't I even find one person that would love me and all? That would appreciate me. That would see all my core values and um, love me for who I am. And that day, I prayed and I asked God to surround me with love such that I will not ever feel like I needed any extra love anymore like I really wanted to feel the in-depth of God's love and to my surprise God answered like I had amazing friends the following year as 2017 people who genuinely cared for me people who genuinely loved me people who genuinely wanted to see me grow you know while I was at it I told God also that I was exhausted, you know, I would cry in the night and say, God, I'm tired of um, having to figure it out on my own. I need support, I need extra hand, I need you to teach me how to locate a godly man. And I didn't know that I set myself up for a trap, you know, and um, I, it was, it was really at a point telling myself that I'm tired of doing it my own way. I really want to do it your own way. And I was ready to pay the price. I was ready to pay the price because there's, if you look at it, there's an increase in the rise of bad marriages, a lot of divorces, a lot of single parenthood. And I felt like it could be different for me, especially since I'm a child of God. It's like one of the blessings of a child of God, you know, working in dominion, working in power, having um not like there won't be challenges but you know living above and rising above challenges even when they come so i decided to um take that decision 
and this is a decision that I have never for once regretted. I would not lie to you, it wasn't easy. There was a lot of pressures from people who felt that, you know, you're beautiful, what's wrong? Um, there were certain decisions I had to take. I, you know, I got statements like, for these decisions you're making, you know, I don't think you're ever going to find a man. You know, there were such discouragements, but um, I didn't let that make me back down because I had a goal. I wanted a good man. I wanted a godly marriage. I wanted a good relationship. So um, I was ready to let it all down. Worldly wisdoms, relationships that didn't add value to me. And I didn't do it all by myself. Like I said, I prayed and God really did answer. So what did I do? Immediately after I told God that I was willing to learn his own way, I actually, literally, stopped looking, stopped looking for prospects or anything. I had to train my mind to consciously look away because I realized that my idea of what a good man was, was somehow, you know, it was earthly, it was worldly. Yeah, there were things that I liked though about the kind of man I wanted. And you know, it was I somewhere good, somewhere else. And majorly, the ones that I had were not were zigzaggy. <laughs> anyway. Um, the first step was identifying who a godly man is and I couldn't under- understand who a godly man is if I didn't follow closely the person who is the idea of who owns the idea of godly or who is the idea itself, you know, and I had to trust him to take me through the process, you know, through the scriptures there was a lot of prayers there was a lot of fasting there was a lot of commitment into the things of god at a point it was difficult having many friends because every time you you know you're trying to live the love life people think that you're looking for something i remember i was just being nice to this dude and just assumed that i wanted a relationship and i told him no like i was just being good to you I was just being I was just practicing what I wanted to experience. I wanted to experience love and I felt like it was imperative for me to actually practice that love and I put it to use and I'm still putting it to use today. So um after trusting God to lead me through the process, you know, there were scriptures that backed everything that I needed to know about a godly man. And then that was when the written journey now started. When is it going to come? How to spot it? You know, that kind of thing. And there's no um, stereotypical way of how God is going to relate with you concerning who you want or how you want it. Now, this is my own journey, but you can learn in a thing or two. While I was at it, how to spot it? When is it going to come? I did a lot of settling down, listening to people's stories. Um, because I realized that 
prayer is of essence if you must get good things and if you must send all bad things prayer is also of essence so i did you know a lot of research i listened to people's experiences the good ones the bad ones i committed to prayer i used the opportunity to pray about my in-laws to pray about my you know my business to pray about my relationship with god to pray about my husband you know to commit every area of his life his financial life his physical life his spiritual life everything you know it was like a period of praying i wasn't just sitting down looking i was praying i was trusting god i was telling god what i wanted i was studying the scriptures i was you know <clears throat> serving as well and um in, in the place of service trust me it wasn't rosy there there were people who judged me by my character and would say that's why she doesn't have a boyfriend there were people who felt that the reason why i was looking good was because i was one sugar that he didn't care of me you know they had there, there was a lot of things and it was difficult for people to understand that when god is with you there are certain graces that you cannot you know really explain it just comes naturally at you you know i was paying my bills i was independent and people were wondering like how am i doing it you know people had walked up to me to say your boyfriend is really trying they saying that to you when you're actually trusting and you're not even seeing anybody it's very okay like which boyfriend like what's wrong with you people are you people okay i beg you some people felt that i was proud or too picky and all of that and there was a time I had this discussion with a friend and I was like, see, you know what? I don't want a sexual relationship. I want my relationship to be godly. And, and he told me, you're not going to find anybody in this time and generation. I felt like really discouraged. Like, really? So there are really no good people. And then I went to God and said, oh God, look at what happened. And then there's the scriptures about Elijah um, when he complained that... Um, they want to kill him and all of that and god told him there were seven thousand men who had not bowed their head to bow so that was the scripture that came to my mind really i put that prayer before god and the next thing i told him that please show me three i want to see three of them that would not demand such a relationship from me and to my surprise he answered like even people that were my friends like it just Conversations just popped up and we just talked and just happened there and there. And I was like, wow. So I knew that definitely I was on the right track. Um, as sweet as I'm saying this, I'm trying to keep the um podcast short. It was tough. Waiting was tough. Waiting wasn't easy. Waiting required a lot of spiritual energy even physical energy you know some things i wanted to do i needed help i couldn't do them alone and i didn't know how to but then it ultimately taught me how to put my trust in god how to wait for his promises how to be resilient how to stand in the face of adversity how to stand even when things people bring the opposite of what god is telling you you know how to stay still when he's quiet there were times that i was talking to him i was asking god is it the one is it this person you know there was particular time someone came and you know 
it was my friend and we were bowling and you know i was like oh does it work for months he was quiet and i was like god what do you okay but unfortunately the guy didn't even pop the question you know so a lot of um a lot of it was tough let me just put it that way everything journey was tough and um it was it built me it built me to trust my convictions to trust god's words for my life there were a lot of scriptures that i got some of the scriptures i still have to go back to today when some things and i notice something and i'm not happy with i'm like god this wasn't what you told me this is what i think this is what i is going on and then i still have to um go back to it so the waiting time is like a preparation time it's like the time that you have the most to do most of the underground work that you needed to do eventually when my spouse my partner came i didn't really do much work i didn't really do much of fasting and prayer i didn't really do much of checking you know i saw the signs and um um when when it actually manifested it wasn't difficult knowing because I had prayed, I had settled some things in prayer, I settled his his parents in prayers, I settled, you know, my my parents' disposition in prayers, I settled a lot of things in prayers, I settled my own self, my own self, because I had my own flaws too that I needed God to do. So I it was a time for there was a time I said, God, you know what, break me, make me teachable, make me um patient, make me the woman you that would bring forth your glory you know it was a time i needed to understand what i'll be doing what particular thing i'll be doing in the relationship um the reason why i'm in his life and all and up to today i've never been clueless the times where i've been clueless were even more recent you know during this whole pandemic when i said is a part two of the waiting journey so i'm good i'm just going to encourage um us today that perhaps you're waiting on something you're trusting on something and hasn't come it is not the time to fold your hands actually it is the time to drive your knees into the ground and pray and ask god for direction for vision for purpose for clarity um clean out all the places where you need to clean out in prayers cross your eyes and cross your t's and dot your eyes in prayers pray about those things clearly seek understanding from people seek perspectives from people that will help enhance how to put your request before god and um you never you should never stop praying you should never stop trusting you should never stop believing contradictions will come challenges will come but it shouldn't change your disposition sometimes you will get tired i wouldn't lie i was tired i was tired i was like god what's the meaning of all this there was early last year i remember i was my cousin came to the house and i was venting i was literally venting like oh god do this to me haven't i prayed enough haven't i fasted enough blah 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 blah. you know and i kept on going and on and on and you know my cousin was there to encourage me find people who would encourage you find people of like minds who will make you hold fast to your confession of faith find people who would help build you up in your lowest times in your lowest moments and believe the process trust the process the process is everything i read on twitter yesterday that um david was anointed a teenager 
but he didn't become king until he was in his thirties or thereabouts. And there was a lot of things that happened in between. There was a training process. Even though he had been anointed, he wasn't eager so much to become the king. He served, you know. He served. He served so much that he became the enemy of the king. <laughs> you know, he served. There were times where people had issues with me too while serving. Just because I became the eye of certain people you know just when i was doing my work diligently you know it pays to serve it pays to serve during your waiting process so um david during his waiting process served he trusted god he believed god that you know he he trusted the word that had come ahead he wasn't in a hurry to see the fulfillment it might be difficult those 13 years might be difficult for waiting you know but it didn't change the fact that he had to go through a process and those process eventually enhanced his relationship with god even when challenges came up even when his own flaws showed up in in his home while he was ruling in the kingdom you know so he wasn't a perfect man but with his relationship with god he was perfect so the waiting period is supposed to enhance your relationship with God. It's not supposed to drive you away from Him. It's supposed to take you closer to Him. It's supposed to help you serve. It's supposed to help you understand even yourself better. Help you understand your neighbors, your friends, your situations. It helps you to be intentional about everything. Um, and I'm just going to say this last thing that waiting is not a crime waiting is not a crime it is of necessity to get a clearer picture a clearer perspective i pray that every one of us waiting for one thing or the other god will come to us speedily he will not tarry till we see again next time talking about the battle of the waiting journey i wish you a happy life and i pray that when god is taking you through the process you have the patience to wait and trust him don't forget love is patient and trusting god's judgment waiting on him shows how much you love and trust him i'll leave you with this bible passage proverbs chapter 3 verse 6 trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. When you trust in the way with in the Lord with all your heart, and you don't lean on your own understanding, and you acknowledge him in all your ways, you're waiting. It's a waiting period. Thank you. Have a nice life. Bye.